Creepy things happen to everybody, and most of the time, they can be explained. But how do you explain a humanoid thing crossing the street that made long-term eye contact with you? That's something our listener has experienced. This is the perfect time to share with you the story of her canyon drive. Welcome to episode 6 of Fright Fest. Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and it's great to hear from everybody again. How's your week going? My week has been a week from hell. Um, it's just been one thing after another around here. Um, it's been a really tough week for me. I'm actually recording this the day it goes up, but I still wanted to be there for you guys. I like haven't had any time. I've got a lot of family stuff going on. It has been a hectic week, but I'm still here for you today, and I'm still excited to talk to you guys. I also wanted to let you guys know that we've had quite a spike in our listens. We've always been growing little by little, but for some reason this last month, just everybody has started to listen to us. We have gotten close to like 10 to 20 new people that have listened to us, which is an insane number to get all of a sudden because we're still just a little podcast here at Confessed Obsessed. We're not huge yet. One day it would be cool to get big with you guys, but... That's been pretty cool. It's crazy for me to come home after a hard day dealing with this family stuff and to like log on and look at my numbers and just see somebody new every day. So welcome to everybody new. It's great to hear from you. You know, we are doing Fright Fest here and that's just where we talk about something creepy every single week that kind of has to do with Halloween or Halloweeny or Octobery. And today's episode is about the Canyon Drive. I was going to do this one last week, but... Ray was bringing her children to my house so I could watch them while she worked and she was going to drive super early in the morning in the dark and she was like, "It's that that story kind of creeps me out a little bit. So I decided to wait until she could listen to it during the day because she is my editor and so that's why we're doing it this week. My son is also napping but my husband and daughter are in the other room. My husband is playing a game so if you hear any weird sounds in the background, that's his game. I tried my best to sort of block or off the door since the studio's not quite done yet so I can't be out there to record in silence. So if you hear anything weird, it's his game and I'm sorry. Anyways, back to the canyon drive. Now the listener that sent this in asked to be kept anonymous and so I am doing that for her. Um, she sent in an experience that she had that she wanted me to share with you guys because she doesn't even know what she saw out there that day. If any of you guys have any ideas on what it could be, I you know recommend you send me an email and maybe we can bounce ideas back and forth or you know what I mean. And she told me that it still freaks her out to this day and uh, she doesn't remember everything that happened because this did happen quite a bit ago. She's trying to figure out what it was since it happened and she feels like it's just a great place to share it and to just kind of talk about it a little bit. Now, like I said earlier, this listener asked to be kept anonymous. She doesn't want friends or family bombarding her with questions, and she doesn't really want to talk about it unless she figures out kind of what it was. So because of that, I'm going to leave out any details that could pinpoint who she is or where she's at. I'm going to leave out her town names, her name, all of that stuff, just so you guys know. 
The story that she shares with me starts off in a neighboring town to her town. So where she lives, it's a neighboring town. The night the incident happened, she would start off at home and would be talking to her boyfriend at the time. Their conversation would take a turn and he would begin to talk about her best friend. Now, she explained to me that this boyfriend was not a very good boyfriend and how he was mentally abusive and there was a couple other things she brought up. Like, she talked about how one time he stood her up for a date and this best friend that he was talking about was the one that got a hold of him and actually began to yell at him and tell him how shitty of a person they were for standing her up. Um, And that is why this boyfriend didn't like her best friend. She makes it sound like they were in a lot of arguments a lot of the times about this best friend and this boyfriend just didn't want this best friend around, hated her, always took any chance he could to just dog on her because he just didn't like her. He would try everything that he could to pull apart her and her best friend, and she told me this was almost a weekly thing, that he would just talk about how horrible her best friend was and how her best friend was trying to rip them apart, and really overall just not a great guy. And this night was a lot like the other nights where the arguing would happen. They would start arguing over text and somebody would end up calling the other and they would just begin to argue over the phone. At this point, for some reason or another, she would decide to get into her vehicle and drive to his house in order to rectify this fight. As I said at the beginning, this house is at a neighboring town than hers, so it probably took her close to 10 minutes to get there. This entire time they were over the phone just yelling at each other. When she finally arrived at his house though, the fight just got worse and eventually the two of them would storm off. He would end up storming into his house and slamming the door on her and she would storm out to her car. When she was out in her car, she decided to roll down her windows and turn her heater up. She paired this with turning her headlights on as well because at this point it was not quite pitch black outside but the sun was going down and it was harder to see. Now I completely understand this. I am just like her. I will drive with my windows down basically no matter the weather. Obviously if it's like pouring rain, I won't have the window down. But if it's cold outside, I will do exactly that. I will turn my heater up and blast the hot air at myself while I keep the window down and drive during winter time or anything like that because it just feels nice to have the windows down. I like to have that fresh air come into the car. And so I totally understand what she said when she talked about that. She goes on to tell me that she was trying to blow off steam and mentioned to me how it was about fall at this time. It was a little cold at night, but it was the perfect weather, like I said, for the heater up and the window down. During this cool off moment, she decided she was going to crank the music up and just try and, you know, forget about what happened and just drive around town. Her phone was nonstop blowing up at this point from messages from her boyfriend. This is when she decided she was going to drive up the canyon to a popular spot for photos and just sit and blow off steam. If she was up the canyon, she would not be getting any text messages from her boyfriend. Nobody could get a hold of her and she could just sit in silence, listen to her music and just blow off steam without anybody bothering her. 
and the drive was working. She was nearing the spot where she was going to stop at and, uh, you know, like I said, the cold wind coming through her hair, the heat on her body and her music blasting was doing everything she needed to calm her mind down so she wasn't just seething in anger at him. She knew that her best friend was not the one that was destroying this relationship. If anything, it was just his insecurities that were driving them apart. And then suddenly, she would slam on her brakes because something was crossing the road. At first, she thought it was an animal. She wasn't paying much attention, but knew whatever was in the street, she didn't want to hit it and there was nobody behind her. When she made eye contact with it, her breath caught in her throat though, because she was staring at a creature lit up by her headlights on this dark canyon road because it was pitch black at this point. This thing was huge. She guesses it was almost eight feet if it stood up on two legs. Its body was mostly black, but interestingly enough, it had a white chest with brown running down its spine. And it was crossing the street on all four legs. Its entire body took up the road. Its hands were on the other side and its feet were just starting the journey. This thing was ginormous. It had a creepy human-like body, but its proportions were off. Its arms and legs were too long and it had human hands that were leading the body across the road and weird human slash bear-like feet dragging behind it. Its torso seemed too small, and its neck was too long. It had a human face, or what you would call a human face. Its face was unnaturally skinny, with sunken-in eyes that were staring at her. Staring what felt like at her soul. They locked eyes for a long time, not breaking apart. This is how she knows whatever was staring at her was actually there. It was not something that she caught in the corner of her eyes. She was looking at it for what felt like ages. Her heart was pounding in her chest and panic was bubbling up. But she couldn't do anything but stare at it, with the window down and her music blaring in her ears. Then just like it started, this thing continued crossing dropping its hands on the side of the road and crunching in the leaves as it walked through the trees. Its eyes only breaking the steer when its head disappeared behind the trees. Once it was gone and their eyes had broken apart, the panic officially set in. She could not turn around on this road because it was too skinny and it would send her vehicle off the side of the road. She was almost to her destination so all she could do was drive there and turn around to drive out of the canyon. So she gripped her steering wheel, turned her music off, and rolled her window up, speeding to this stopping point. Once she was there, instead of relaxing and thinking like she intended to do, she would turn around immediately and drive down the canyon. She knew it was there. It had followed her through the tree since the eye contact broke between the two of them. She could feel its presence, and she knew it was there, staring at her. The trees and the bushes moved while she drove down the road as fast as she could, 
because that thing was easily keeping up with her. She knew it wanted her to look at it again for some reason or another, but she would not. She refused. She was afraid if she looked at it again, it would follow her down the canyon and home. Finally, she exited the canyon and entered town. It felt like the steering continued, but it wasn't following her. It didn't leave the canyon. It was watching as her vehicle drove down the road away from it. She then told me that when you first leave this canyon, you don't always have service. She had to drive a little ways down the road in order to get cell phone service again, and this entire time, she was checking her phone and waiting for it to get service. Once it did, she called her best friend. She told me her best friend was a lot more in tune with this kind of thing and knew a lot more about demons and anything like that. Her best friend was just getting off work, and they usually talked on the phone anyways when they got off work, so she wasn't suspecting anything when she picked up the line until our listener began to panic about what happened. What freaked her out even more is that this best friend who knew about demons and ghosts, who'd seen them and studied them, couldn't tell her what it was. She drove home that night and sat awake, staring at her ceiling, thinking about what she had saw, unable to sleep. She was afraid that it had followed her home, even though she couldn't feel its stare anymore. Something told her that this thing was more dangerous than what she originally thought, and would have been very dangerous if it decided to follow her outside of the canyon. She then told me that there had been a couple of times where she was caught in the canyon with the sun going down. Of course, this causes some panic in her to rise and she has rushed out of the canyon. She does feel its presence getting closer as soon as the light begins to leave, but it has never followed her outside of the canyon. And to this day, she will not go up that canyon at night anymore. She will not drive it at night, she will not be up there past the sunset, and she will not camp up there ever again. During the day, this thing doesn't feel like it's there, or at least awake and walking around. But as soon as the sun sets and the mountains begin going dark, she gets a feeling that it's waking up and that it wants to find her. But her curiosity will not get the better of her, and she will not ever run across that thing again, because she doesn't know what would happen if she met eye contact with the beast again. She doesn't know if she would even live to tell the tale. I asked her then if she believed it was a skinwalker or a wendigo. Both of these we will cover one day, but both of them freak me out a little bit, and I don't want to record either of those episodes at night or write about them at night. That's one reason why we haven't covered them. She then told me no on both of them. A skinwalker is basically a witch that disguises themselves as an animal of some kind. Usually this animal will look strange, and you can tell, especially by looking at them for long periods of time, that this animal is not an animal. If a skinwalker sees you, especially if they stare at you for long periods of time, they will follow you home, and they will kill you, This is because they want to use your skin as one of their disguises. 
And because this happened so long ago and she is still alive, she does not believe that's what it was because it did not follow her outside of the canyon. On top of this, the thing that she saw was humanoid. Just strangely humanoid. Making her believe it didn't want to be disguised as an animal, that is just how it looked. A Wendigo is a flesh eater. When you see a Wendigo, it will target you and hunt you down until it finally eats you. With the same reasoning as a skinwalker, she does not believe this is what she saw because she is still alive and it does not seem like anything is actively hunting her. Some people believe the Wendigos can leave the areas that they were born in, other people do not. If this is the case, maybe if it caught her up in the canyon again, she would fall prey to it. If it could leave the area though, and it did not follow her home, she does not think that is what it is. I asked her if she thought it couldn't go out of the canyon or if it chose not to, and she didn't really have an answer for me because she doesn't really know. It felt like if it decided to, it could have left, and that is why she doesn't want to be up there again and see it again because at that point, it would follow her. But then why did it want to follow her down the canyon? Why did it stare at her for a long period of time and not do anything? What could this creature have been? I totally understand never wanting to go back up that canyon, especially at night. What do you think would happen if she came across it again? Do you think it could be actively hunting her and it's just been years? The listener said she knows for a hundred percent that it was there. She was fully awake and made long-term eye contact with this creature. Is it possible that she came across it when it was full and it didn't want to attack her? What would happen if she went back up? And do you think anybody else has fallen into this thing's hands and didn't live to tell the tale? This podcast may contain false or misleading information. If you are interested in knowing more about any stories shared on this podcast, I highly recommend doing your own research. All listeners are advised that these are stories and folktales. The information shared must be taken carefully and skeptically, because you never know what could be real and what's just a story. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.